0: For the cheeseheads who want it fresh. And the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Biggest takeaways, I guess. We we mentioned the running backs don't really understand why they didn't get as many touches as they did. What else was working? What wasn't working? What do we want to see next week? There, like, there has to be changes, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, one of the, the most curious things will be what the offensive line looks like. Because, I, you know, we went into the game not thinking that Hanson and Newman were it at right guard and right tackle. Felt that even more strongly illustrated, you know, in this moment with the way that the line held up. Then you have John Rennon Jr., who I thought was actually playing pretty well, out with a concussion. I don't know if he can come back from that that quickly. So even if you're thinking about shifting a guy like Zach Tom or if you would have maybe put him at right tackle, now maybe you're considering moving him to left guard to fill in you know, more permanently for the next couple weeks until JRJ is back. So I guess, you know, a lot of this is just can Elton and David get healthy enough quickly enough to, to mask some of these deficiencies? Because I think a big part of even, you know, the run game, we saw Zach Tom come in and open up some holes right away for Dylan and Jones. so once this offensive line gets their cohesion together and develops a little bit more comfort and. Again, maybe we'll see better comfort out of Hanson and Newman when they get more time to gel, more chemistry going into week two. But I think the offensive line is is kind of the key right now to unleashing the offense, the Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers on a run.
0: Yeah, I have a couple of thoughts there. One is, can we just agree that Zach Tom needs to be out there, right? Uh, Of The bright spots in this game. He was absolutely one of them. I'm so glad they put him in. I'm so glad he got a chance to show what he can do because the left side of that line was not the problem. Um, Yash had a great game too. Yash had a great game. He was not the problem. Um, There has to be some adjusting is the word I'll use on the right side of the line. Now, that being said, the Packers' new offensive coordinator – is their previous offensive line coach. No. So, are we at all concerned that his first game, like what, the breakdowns, was really with the offensive line, or is this just they're working with backups and then they lost their you know next starter and now they're down three starters and this is just unexpected? I mean, they had to know that if I was them, I would be planning for week one all along, not having David Bakhtiari. Yeah. Right, So th- this isn't like a surprise that they were working without their best two tackles. I'm a, I'm should, should we be disappointed in Adam Stenovic?
1: At that point, I don't know if it's a Steno thing. And I've seen a lot of comparisons to this, and I think they're spot on. It, it reminds me of when Elton Jenkins had proven all preseason that he deserved to be a starter on the offensive line. And Lane Taylor got the nod because he was the vet in the room. And I I understand that mentality, um, but it kind of feels like it falls on the Packers coaching staff at that point. And, you know, maybe, yes, you lump Steno in with this group, but they like to reward their guys. And, you know, we've seen repeatedly Steno has said probably two or three times about, you know, Hanson has always been a better run blocker, hasn't been as great in pass protection, but we thought he was making strides in pass protection and he deserved the opportunity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whatever they're seeing, whatever this is, you know, his development, I think they wanted to like give him the nod for, hey, we think you're making progress and we don't want somebody to come in and usurp your position, which again, you know, call it what you want for the Packers. They advocate for their guys. But at some point, you know, the experiment has to end because, <laughs> because clearly you can't take reps away if if your mentality is always, you know, best five, regardless of position, the best five weren't out there on Sunday.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see after another week of practice where the injuries stand. Luckily, John Ronnie Jr. is a concussion we know he will recover from um, and see what they do against the Bears. But, yeah, I just – I guess I hope for adjusting. Um, in terms of the rest of the offense, I, I was a little surprised at how little the wide receivers got involved. And, again, during the live – you know – I wasn't entirely sure what the game plan was. And then in the rewatch, like, I don't want to blame this whole game on Rodgers, but he did miss a couple throws. I mean, there were definitely some moments, like he overthrew Aaron Jones. Um, There was a moment where I think it was Sammy Watkins came out over the middle on a third down. And he instead like kind of checked it down to AJ Dillon and completely missed wide open Sammy Watkins. There was a moment, Christian Watson, and uh, I think it was... I don't remember him and another wide receiver both like leaked out to the right. And Rodgers, like, if he had held on like a second longer, Christian Watson would have been able to turn around and probably get the first down. There were just a couple of miscues. I'm feeling like this is just the growing pains piece of this offense, not necessarily an actual like problem going forward, but it just felt uncharacteristic.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of this is like you said, this. And I, I don't think preseason is the answer. I know everybody wants to point to this and say yeah. that they need to play in the preseason. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers talked about the the practice that they had after the preseason, preseason had ended where it was closed to the media. And they did like a full game walk through both sides of the ball. And he mentioned that that was like the best practice that they had ever had. And to him, it was more beneficial than any type of preseason reps. That you could imagine because a a lot of the times in the preseason, you're seeing very vanilla schemes. You know, you're not getting an authentic look at what a lot of these teams will actually be bringing in the regular season. So I think part of it was, like you said, you have to build a chemistry. And I think it was just a combination of too many factors. It was an offensive line that was getting manhandled up front. Rodgers arguably could have gotten the ball out quicker, but he didn't trust his protection instead of throwing the ball away to like live another day. He was trying that to make plays so and, yeah. and played, you know, the hero ball that he wants to play the wide receivers. There were a couple miscues guys running some wrong routes. I think a lot of that stuff gets cleaned up. And I think maybe that's where you find the silver lining in this game is that it was week one. You, you know, you had Ad you had a new defensive coordinator. Uh, yes. You're familiar with some of these pieces, but just, I think the offense is going to be okay. I think I'm more concerned about the defensive showing that we saw on Sunday.
0: Really? I feel the complete opposite.
1: And, okay. Maybe con- concern isn't the right word. Just my expectations were so much yeah. higher for the defense that to see them come out with a clunker, I was like, okay, well, that's disappointing. The offense, if you said, hey, the offense is going to put up 14 points, I'd be like, okay, yeah. you know, but yeah. I the fur for seeing the the Vikings offensive performance that we did for them to kind of turn things around in the second half and only allow 23 points all game. I was like, okay, maybe this, this could have gotten away from them and it didn't. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Last, last things on the offense. And then, and then we can switch over. Um, I did appreciate how much Rogers did target the rookies, even mm-hmm. after their, both of them had, you know, some mishaps in in their first targets, and he still went back to them. So I was happy about that. I know that probably doesn't say a lot about our confidence in the quarterback and how he feels about having rookies out there, but he did utilize them afterwards. So I'm glad that happened for them. My last question for you on the offense is fourth and one goal line. Did you agree with going for it? Or would you have taken the points? Because I normally agree with with Matt Lafleur, but I actually would have just taken the field goal and gotten the points on the board.
1: I one thousand percent agree with going for it, and I even didn't have a problem with the play call. I had a problem with the way that Jake Hansen kind of flew ten yards back and uh, just. Well, what like, else I, was, else? No. <laughs> I had a problem with the offensive yeah. line in that one, and yeah. but I think you know, also maybe, got pancaked by Darius Smith, and and maybe that's again. You know, you are in a fourth and one situation, which you have AJ Dillon for. It's a goal line stand, but you know that your offensive line is questionable right now and they don't have a lot of experience in this. So if if you're worried about your offensive line being unable to push the pocket, find a different play call. And I think that was the the play that Rogers actually said, like, he you know, in hindsight, I should have, should have run it in. There was a wide open lane. So, you know, it's easy for us to be like, yeah, that was a, that was a shitty call because we, it, it didn't work. But I think in most instances, when you have Bakhtiari and Jenkins out there, it works.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was just curious because I, it was the first time, I normally very much agree with going for it on fourth down, but it just felt like in that moment, I really needed to not have a zero on the scoreboard, and I just would have taken the points. But hindsight's 20 20.